This month's episode is brought to you by Podbean. Think you have what it takes to start up a podcast? Podbean makes it easy with one-stop audio hosting and registering to the major podcast services like iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Go to podbean.com slash vgxtpod to start your show and join an ever-expanding online community. Crosstalk, the unintentional transfer of signals between communication channels, a casual conversation. This is Video Game Crosstalk, episode 026, the monthly podcast of gamers talking about tech, science, and whatever else comes to mind. I am your host, Anthony Rossi, and with me this episode is independent actor, musician, and creative Jermaine Wells. Jermaine, what's going on, man? Hey, how you doing, man? Uh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me to be on your show, on your podcast, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to chopping you up for the next couple minutes or so, man. Oh, bring it on. <laughs> so, Jermaine, yeah. what have you been up to recently? Oh, man, uh, this this year has been pretty cool. Uh, kind of dipped both feet into uh, into acting, okay. doing commercials, and uh, it kicked off the year by being in a film called Furlough with uh, stars Whoopi Goldberg and Tessa Thompson, Lala Anthony, and a, a lot of other wonderful people, and I'm... Uh, it was, it was directed by a wonderful director, uh, Lori Collier. She's amazing. It has a couple titles too that uh, are on Netflix. Oh, nice! I've been, you know, I've been doing commercials. Like I said, I'm working on a, a web series that's going to come out uh, the end of next month, beginning of September. Okay. I got cast in a couple of pilots, so hopefully those get picked up by network after we film those. I'm doing lecturing. Uh, that did it, uh, TEDx talk, man. Oh, we'll be talking about that later. Don't you yeah, worry. Yes. We'll get to the TED Talk. <laughs> but, wow, that's a, that's quite the list you got going on. So yeah. let's start at the top. Uh, commercials. What commercials have you been in? Okay. I've uh, been uh, – I've done a lot for the state, uh, several state agency commercials. I did uh, a Claritin web commercial. Uh, <laughs> okay. You know, which was pretty cool. I did a, a all, you know, the clothing uh, detergent. Okay. And uh, that, that was cool. I'm trying to think of them as they come. I, that's all I can think of right off the bat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been grinding them out. Oh, I did a I Love New York one. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Because everybody loves New York. Uh, it's yeah. been interesting doing this podcast and getting perspectives from different parts of the country. And tell me if you agree with this. I joked about this when I had Judge Greg on. And okay. so, so I'm in Albany. Uh, you're more or less in Schenectady, right? Right. Yep. Schenectady? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I travel all around, but yes. Uh, but, okay. <laughs> but, but I have referred to Albany as New York's other capital city. Why is that? <laughs> well, because every time you talk to someone out of state and you say you're from New York and they start going into how their sister's best friend's college roommate's cousin uh, lives on 87th and Madison <laughs> down in Manhattan. Yeah, that, that's so true. That, that New York City is, you know, uh, when you're out of staters, they think it's probably like 50 percent of the whole state, if right. not 80 percent. But at the same time, and I was just joking with my wife about this, 
the population, basically the census of New York State and New York City, half of our state's population is in Manhattan. Yeah, it's so, crazy. You also just mentioned the movie. What can you tell us about that? Uh, uh, so furlough, it, it you know, it's, it's a great little film. It uh, it's streaming now. It it, it skipped oh, really? the, the steps of, of the box office, but it, it's 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 a, a nice uh, play where a guard is uh, you know tasked with escorting a uh, a prisoner, and she she's uh, the guard played by Tessa Thompson is new to it and is doing it to really be able to get insurance to help her mother play by Whoopi. Uh, okay. You know, she's aging and she she needs care. And I am Lala Anthony's husband in the in the movie. Uh, of course, I don't appear a lot in it, but, you know, that's oh. that's the movie business. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, you'll do what you can. You'll I will do always can. do what I can. You look, you give, right. me, give, me, give me give me what you can. I'm here for you, baby. Okay, I'm actually looking it up right now. I'll be sure to drop the trailer into the show notes once uh, this episode gets posted. I'd be like, hey, oh, no I worries. know that guy. I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, like I said, I got little notes as you were just spewing forth all that you've been putting the grind onto. Uh, hey, a web yeah, series. Yes. So what, what's going on with the web series? All right, so the web series uh, is kind of my creation. Wrote and directed it. Oh, there you uh, go. It's called it's called Leading Man, and it follows uh, uh, the leading man. He is, uh, you know, he's 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 in late late twenties, early thirties. He really peaked early in his career and had some really really grand success. Uh, and his fifteen minutes are, are just about up at this uh-huh. point. He, at this point, he hosts a talk show and he really wants to get the glory days. So we see him behind the scenes in his life and trying to build back up to that fame that he once had. And he's often the butt of the jokes. You know, he, <laughs> he, he often takes himself too seriously. But uh, at the end of each episode, he, he kind of lands on his feet each time. Oh, good. All right. Man, entertainment is a brutal, brutal scene. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, it, indeed. Which kind of leads me into one of the other topics I want to talk about. Uh, sure. Basically, how I know you is, <laughs> are we going back 10 years? Uh, at least. It could be 11, man. It could be 11, 12, Jeez. man. It's at least 10 years, though. It might. Actually, yeah. It might be, yeah, 06, 05, somewhere around there. Yes, uh, one of your bandmates at the time recruited me yep. because – Back in those days, I was like all about the local underground music scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you are. <laughs> from, and from hip hop to hardcore, baby. That's dude. <laughs> oh, okay. No, another quick uh, get, former guest shout out. When I had Adam Redding on, I got to talk about that a little bit because he, uh, one of my previous guests, actually actually toured a little bit in the nineties. Or, oh, cool. or early two thousands. I wanted to go back <laughs> early two thousands. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I actually did a little bit of touring with his band. But what, what was hysterical is a mutual friend of ours, BJ, he's like, hey, Anthony, you seem to have a lot of you know passion uh, for the scene and you can form a full sentence. So <laughs> <laughs> that, de- that definitely sounds like BJ. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so he pretty much gave me a crash course in what it's like to work in the local music scene. He's like, you're going to be our booking manager because all of you guys had like at the time you BJ Joe and 
Dennis were all in separate bands. So you guys, I became like your booking manager and everyone gave me like your other band's schedule and it was hysterical. I remember, I think it was the month of (laughs) April. By the time I finished putting everyone's schedule into a calendar, I'm like, BJ, look at this. And I, I shared the, the Google uh, calendar with them. Like, what do you want me to do? Look at this. Yeah, what how, do how you do want this? me to do? Unless Every you guys are playing. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you want, do you want to do the Tuesday open night, open mics? <laughs> I mean, how, how am I supposed to work with this? <laughs> oh man. So yeah, way back, you guys actually got me the start and like, being more than just a fan in the local music scene. And it's kind of funny how my experience doing that and helping out Uh other bands uh, book their first gigs actually prepared me for the corporate world in a weird way, because now being forced to get up on stage and just, just introducing bands and opening shows and doing a little of emceeing, I now have no problem giving presentations in a corporate office. Oh, well, that's cool. Okay. You know, I didn't know where you were going with that. When you said do okay. a little, I thought you were going to do a little dance. I was like, really? <laughs> a little dance in between? I was like, I you missed that. I, I've done that. I've done that. <laughs> oh, we were doing – okay, not quite a little dance, but there was one time I actually had to do a little improv and delaying because uh, okay. a few years back working with another crew, I was emceeing an event to uh, raise money or um, Thatcher's Park was about to get closed down. Or oh, something. Yeah, I remember that. yeah, so I worked yeah. with another crew at the time, and we had all sorts of people who just did like this uh, visibility event over in Proctors. And there was a couple uh, dance studios who just, you know, brought the girls out, did a little like recital, brought people out just to like, like their parents came to support their kids, of course, and then bid on auction items and stuff like that. And right. It's in between the routines, and all of a sudden, I have one of the parents come up to us like, we have a problem with the next girl's costume. We need you to delay. And I had oh, no man. idea I could delay for so long, spouting so <laughs> much nonsense and like corporate speak, just generic terms about thank you for coming here. We have stuff for sale. We have stuff. And like five minutes later, I see this, this girl just running down in her dance outfit, like down oh, the hallway. Man. Like, and we're going. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you well, like you said, sometimes you do have to do a little dance, tap dance, or <laughs> get your five minute routine set up. And I, I know exactly what you're talking about, because, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, having a host and having to be quick on your toes, you know, uh, you know, a guy pops a string after a solo or something like that. It's got a restring or something like that. You're, yeah. You're, uh, yeah. Someone better to be hitting that bass groove for a while. So, yeah. <laughs> That's the good thing about a hip hop funk song band is oh, <laughs> we can, we man, can wait a couple minutes, man. You know, <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, go into this. so the the band. I kept just referencing you as like the band, but it okay. the full name Ill is Funk. Are you going just by the, Ill Funk these days? Well, it's Ill Funk uh, because it's easier to, to to remember that Ill Funk and illfunk.com. Okay, but we are the Ill Funk Ensemble. Oh yes, sir. And you guys put on on hell of a show. So d- describe oh, Ill Funk for you. the fans. Okay, so 
Ill Funk, uh, in this in this heyday, we were a, a glorious five piece. We've been a four piece for probably the last two three years. Okay. Uh, but but we uh, we lay down uh, renditions of popular songs uh, with a, with a funk and soulful groove. No matter what song we decide to cover, uh, we also have two albums uh, uh you know two original albums they're available on on itunes you can uh listen to them on spotify or if you go to our website and our last album the duality we work with um legendary producer quincy jones there you uh, go we work with we work with producers that have worked with um grammy winning producers that have worked with uh, uh eminem and and, and rihanna and we won the the Artists and Music Award uh, for Best R and B Band. I remember so, that. So that yeah, yeah. yeah, that was that was that was crazy. Yeah, awesome. So for the so you have your own original albums, uh, but again, yeah. back in the heyday, uh, you guys did absolutely amazing live versions of well, yes, the funk tunes. Yeah. Uh, which, yes. by the way, the not Rick James. Um, uh, well, I mean, we did, we did, uh, um, uh, sample one, like, uh, Jay-Z stuff, um, James Brown? Oh, the G, G, G funk. Oh, James Brown. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. <laughs> Just completely blanking on me. Um, no, <laughs> when he passed, rest in peace, yes, uh, rest in amazing, peace. uh, Oh, the tribute, the, when we did the, the tribute, tribute show. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That was a. That was a that was a great night. That was a great night. We did like five JB tunes. Uh, yeah, celebrating the man. Uh, brought, brought out the trumpets. Brought out the horns. Yeah, the horn section. Oh <laughs> man. But yeah, some of the other songs he covered. I remember Jay Z being a, a huge favorite. Uh, on, yeah. Yeah, he did a little, little Snoop Dogg, little old school Snoop, Snoop. Dogg. Had some G funk, had some some bad boy. Take that, take that, take that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. Uh-huh. What I remember the most, though, and the one that like blew everyone's mind, you got to get some of the deep cuts. You know what I mean? Something that really yes. captures that yes. era of music, and yes. everyone consistently, even if I would see like the same faces at these shows, uh-huh. right? Consistently blew their minds. Was Blackstreet? No diggity. Oh, no diggity. Yeah, that's one of our staple, our staple songs uh, to cover. But but I'll, I'll dig even deeper than that. May he rest in peace. When we do Old Dirty Bastard, you don't you uh-huh. not hear another band you cover. Baby, I got your money. And, uh, that is that's one of our staple songs, too. Yeah, we between, don't always do it. Be, between we, those two songs, <laughs> they, they, the dance floor just gets crowded and Great. the, the crowded. best sexiest funkiest way possible it just <laughs> fills during that yes yes indeed um, it was funk shout out to the shout out to the guys i mean absolutely BJ fitzgerald uh justin metz uh and dennis brooks and and, and and members of past shout out to uh joe stoner shout out to big dog Dwayne etienne absolutely man that's oh that was a nice little trip Real quick, yeah. Oh, oh, and, and Rob, Rob Booker, Rob Booker, got to throw him in. Man, we we've done some shifts and changes, and anybody that I forget, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that actually just brings it back to the whole thing where the entertainment business 
is mm. just it's brutal. Like if you are not on your grind, you are falling behind. And I can't yeah. believe I just made that rhyme. That was not intentional whatsoever. Yeah. But I'm trying, um, trying, trying to get on the, on the act. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you know, being a uh, online personality or podcast yeah. host or trying to be a online creative in any form, it's a grind. Right. Also, it's a hustle. My main, is, uh, yeah, my main deficiency right now is, is I just don't have time to produce consistent constant uh content so i'm trying to recruit people like a friend of mine at the office I'm like dude if you find a geeky article or something of interest here are the uh the admin privileges to the facebook page oh, I just post you. something I, I don't even care what yeah. it is just produce something it's yeah yeah it, it yeah. takes a lot so it's like these people who like youtubers who have several hundred thousand followers. You know, it's not right. just all like screwing around and uploading videos of yourself, you know, being stupid. It's so much more than that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's dedicated campaigns to mm-hmm. going ahead and, and figuring it out. So yeah, you're right. It, it's, it's not, I mean, it's not that you can't get lucky here or there by just randomly posting something, but if you want to make, uh, 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 somewhat of a, a career or a, a, a impact, yes. you have to gain and garner and consistently do these right. videos that impact and, and and have followers to be able to get some kind of sponsorship, etc. Absolutely, like you can you can go viral. Like conceivably, anyone can go viral. Uh, right. It happens, but mm-hmm. it, that'll get you a few hundred, few thousand extra followers if you're like really, you know, blowing up. But those people will leave you if you're not consistently putting out yeah. content. And if you want to get to the level where you have a hundred thousand, that's that's a job. That is yeah, a, it's job. a phenomenal task. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. So one last thing to talk about: uh, your TEDx talk uh, over at Union College. Yes. Yes. Let's indeed. talk about that a little bit. All right. I would I would love to. So so basically, um, as I told you, I do uh, I lecture, uh, I do motivational speaking. I've, I've done it in several colleges and and organizations. Um, it was it's called the superpower of possibilities. OK. And and uh, basically I was talking about my life and, and growing up and and starting off, uh, you know, as, as in a creative by birth. And at seven, I had won a, uh, a, a citywide, uh, I was, grew, I grew up, I was born and raised in the Bronx, New York. So I won yeah, a citywide. City. Just, just for clarification. New York City, baby. Yes. <laughs> Bring it back. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Bring it back. Uh, and I won a poetry uh, contest and it was a racial harmony poetry contest. And I think it was the last year that uh, Mayor Koch was still there. And he, I, I got to go to the mansion and I won this big trophy and it was in, uh, you know, the newspapers and stuff. And it was a simple poem. Uh, you know, the, the the people of the world are like the colors of the rainbow. The colors work together to make a beautiful sight. With one color, would the rainbow be as lovely? With one color, would the world be right? And uh, it, it just... That is simple and surprisingly deep. Yeah. It, it, and and just imagine, I mean, it, I, was, I was seven and... I, I didn't realize that I was harnessing just the power of possibilities. It was, it, it, it was, a, I didn't know it was a creative uh, in that terminology. Mm-hmm. And then after that, 
that's when I got the acting bug and I went into, you know, performing our schools and, you know, did plays and, and musicals and commercials, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I, I talk about the time where, you know, I, I broke out of that and, and life happens and you, um, you know, maybe there's some disbeliefs and, and people kind of kind of shut your dream down a little bit and you get, you know, you need practicality. Unfortunately, like yeah. Unfortunately. You know, and going into t- to eventually having a, a family to take care of. And then uh, really a saving grace was linking back up with, with Ill Funk to really start the creative juices again flowing. Oh, nice. And, and it was amazing. And so then I did, I decided I had to travel and uh, documented those, did a couple of uh, documentaries uh, called The Man, Man on the Move. And when I came back, I said, you know what, life, I'm going to really hit this acting stride, my first love, really back in the full swing. And so, you know, I, I, I put in some some work and, and believe you me, it is, it is work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just uh, handling all these different pieces because I do front of the camera, back of the camera, you know, uh, anything creative I'm in it. So I piece together a living, but uh, the goal is to, to really, you know, do whatever your, whatever your level of success is, you know, it's not really a competition. I mean, it is, but if you get to a level where you are competing just for yourself and you're doing something that you love to do, you have to decide what your own level of success is. Okay. And that's, that's it. And it's in, in a nutshell. I mean, there's some other anecdotes and stories and, and fun, but you can watch the, the TEDx on, uh, online, of course, uh, Superpower Possibilities by Jermaine Wells or the Union College TEDx has something. So I, I urge people to do it. You know, uh, mine is only, I think, 12, 13 minutes. So it's, 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 pain, it's not painful. <laughs> we promise. <laughs> promise and then uh and then you know uh after you feel inspired uh you know eventually go go watch leading man web series <laughs> or, or, or uh you know go to my imdb or something and, and check it out okay <laughs> so what kind of places did you go to when you uh went traveling okay so uh i went to dubai uh i went to jordan I went to London. I uh, was going to go to Egypt and that was going to be a quick like day, a long day. But but I was my flight was delayed a couple of times out of Jordan. So I really didn't make the the Egypt uh, trip. I kind of made it to the airport. (laughs) I made it to the airport and then I I moved on. But it was it was life changing. It was amazing. Uh, Jordan, old historical place, Mm -hmm. a biblical place. um, a, a beautiful, uh, so much beauty there. And, and, and so I, I documented it to really uh, have people maybe live vicariously through me or show that the possibility is there to try to pick up and, and do this. And, you know, I, I saved up for a couple of months when I really I needed to do it. And, and luckily, when you are a hustler <laughs> um, and you have and you have moves and, I, and I'm talking about legal. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You, you have a lot of wares. So I, I, I DJ, I, you know, I act, I, I um, event plan, I MC uh, events, uh, you got the band. So I was able to just hustle up more, uh, harder than ever, you know, with a goal in mind to go on this trip. So Nice. So one thing about traveling that I noticed, it is truly right. life-changing. 
I yes, yes, indeed. Sadly, have only been overseas once, and I emphasize this sadly aspect of it all because it was around 2006. I was actually able to uh, fly overseas uh, to Ireland and Scotland for my cousin's wedding, and it was oh, it was so great. We definitely drank a lot while we were there. <laughs> no. It, but, but the times where we weren't, um, it's like all the stories of the beautiful Emerald Isles and the landscape that's in Ireland and Scotland. Absolutely breathtaking. Right. And just the, just the fact of going into a absolutely completely different culture uh, a non-american culture you realize how fast you stand out as an american mm. Mm. i never thought it was going to be that obvious that i'm an american walking around in a european city <laughs> like i didn't even need anyone to tell me or look at me funny i just looked at everyone else and how they acted wow. and then i would look down at, yeah. at myself I'm like, wow, it's obvious yeah. <laughs> that I come from the States. <laughs> there ain't nothing subtle about Americans. No, no. It, it, it's, you know, uh, w when I was walking around, I mean, until I, I, and I think until I opened my mouth, I could, I could be, you know, I could have been African. I, I could have been a lot of things, but I think my, my swag. And as soon as I opened my mouth, I mean, you know, Whatever, but boom, Yankee. You know, <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. So no, I, you know, the thing is with travel is I tell people this. I mean, yes, uh, going, you know, somewhere overseas or you know around the world is is great. But there are people that I know that haven't gotten out, you know, haven't gotten off the city. You know, mm -hmm. I knew people from the Bronx that had never went to Manhattan. Wow, that's... you know what I'm saying, and and this is this is the type of thing that is not just about poverty, but a mindset. Yes, you get what Absolutely. I'm saying. Absolutely, yeah. So, that's pretty much where I was trying to go with it. But yeah, go on, go on. Right, and so and I tell you, there's nothing stopping you. You don't need permission to go take the free ferry over to Staten Island <laughs> just to you know just, just to get out of somewhere. Just, Start start with a little something and see what happens. And, and and I guarantee even that trip will start broadening your horizons and and and, and making you think towards you know uh, just just bigger, right? You, you know, just just thinking bigger. Just it's just experiencing life that's bigger because it it can be as big as we want it or as little as we want it. You know, and just thinking about that example for just taking the ferry over to Staten Island, I'm thinking about locally here in the capital region, how you got the different right. fla different flavors within the cities around here. Like there's a definitely right. a different vibe between Albany, Schenectady, and Troy. There's a different vibe oh, sure. up in Saratoga. Sure. Sure. So even that little bit, now that I think about it, yeah, just get out. Just get out, just get out and, and experience something. And uh, again, you, I give you permission if you need somebody to give you permission. I give you permission to go ahead and go out of state. <laughs> you know, you, you don't got plane money, you got bus money. You don't got bus money, you have gas money to yeah, convince somebody something. to drive yeah, you over if, there. If possible, you know. yeah. Just travel 
It's so good for you. It's so good. For you. Yeah. into a little bit of tech and science news i'm keeping a close eye on the the clock here <laughs> we got covered quite a lot of ground both metaphorically and literally uh in that but uh and keeping on the whole idea of traveling the yeah. first article we got here is rome's subway expansion reveals artifacts from the ancient past and this is something that i heard on npr while driving into work in the morning and this is this is pretty cool. So here's the the breakdown. If you go to NPR, of course, I'll have the links in the show notes. Uh, you can get the audio version. So this the audio will be what was actually played on air. But it starts off with a picture of a marble statue with what looks like a subway station. And that's basically sets the concept for the rest of the article. So Rome has some serious public transportation issues. Uh, it's really crowded, like really crowded. And they're working on expanding their subway. But as one might imagine, there's a lot of ancient ruins buried beneath the city. <laughs> yes. Indeed. Like this shouldn't even be a question. Like uh, I measure this to some of the guys at the office. I'm like, yeah, it turns out there's a whole lot of ancient ruins under Rome. And they're like, well... Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's shows about it. I think I saw one on like the History Channel or something, the underground cities. Oh, I, I can't yeah, remember. Cities of the Underworld yeah. or something like that. That's yes, a, yes, it is. That's such a great show. Um, it's amazing. I don't know show. how many seasons there are. It's it's no longer on air, but if you can find old clips of it, it is such a great show. But yes, yes, but in Rome, I mean, it's just. It was a thriving metropolis back in its day, and cities just get built on top of themselves all the time. So the idea that there's ancient ruins and remnants of the cities underneath it currently is just – it's not even a question. So as right. you're trying to build subway systems, they tend to run into some of these ruins and uh, some yeah. of these places. So what they've ended up doing is – well. First, they obviously have to bring in an archaeological team to survey the area because, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's a historic site. Do what you got to do. Kind of makes sense. <laughs> but this one, I mean, it gets to the point where they ran – for this article in particular, they ran into a like a home or a villa or something that was attached to a barracks or something to that effect. So at this mm. point – like they're not learning anything new, and my dog is telling me that she needs to go out. So I'm just gonna let her, my audio assistant, <laughs> let, her, let, let the dog out. <laughs> I, so I need to start some type of like raffle or contest or something. It's like uh, how many times the dogs bother me while I'm recording. But, oh my! <laughs> uh, okay, she's good now. I think right. that's that's a, that's, uh, that's good. So. They run into these – hold on. Let me, let me just get it right. I'm scanning through the article right now. And through the magic of the internet, okay. I'll be able to edit this out. So you, we want, so you're fact-checking yeah, yourself I'm, right now. That's, basically that's, what that's I'm good. doing, I, <laughs> you know, it's so easy to do, especially in a podcast right. form because really I, I'll just like edit out like the dead air. There it is. Oh, my goodness. Okay. At, 
So directly from the article, we have at roughly 40 feet below the surface, her team, which began work in 2013 for this stop, has uncovered a dwelling that once belonged to the commander of an adjacent military barracks. And it dates back to the reign of Emperor Hadrian in the second century A.D. So this is old, but it's Uh, it's a dwelling next to a military barracks. Rome might have had a few military barracks back in the day. So as far as like historical significance, other than the fact that it's there, I don't think they're really learning anything new about the culture at this point. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So it's not like, oh, this is going to rewrite what we know about the history of Rome. It's like, oh, here's another military barracks. And here are some more, you know, artifacts and bulls and statues and stuff like that. But, you know, check this out. And this is what's really cool. Rather than just kind of, you know, uncovering it, take a bunch of pictures, survey it and be on your way. They're actually bringing out as much as they can of whatever is still intact. And at the Mm. subway stations, they're putting up small museums of the artifacts that they actually find there. Oh, wow. Okay. So basically... What's going to happen is they're going to have, as these subway stations get built, they're going to have more and more of these little mini museums of of artifacts that were found during the construction process of the subways. How cool is that? Okay. That's that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, You know, it's, it's it's a nice way to try to maybe fund some of this excavation in the future. Uh, and I think it's as respectful and appropriate as you can possibly get at this point, because uh, again, I'm, and I'm sure that the locals of Rome understand that there are ruins just freaking everywhere. Uh, (laughs) but modern necessity, you know, requires more public transportation and if you're going to have more public transportation or, you know, an actual subway system, you're going to have to dig it somewhere. And kind of going back to what I said, they're not learning anything new here. No, no, they're, they're not learning anything new. But I, I wonder, too, with the tra- uh, public transportation needs, uh, are the tourists a significant, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, drain on that, uh, you know, resource? I don't know. You know, for needed the transportation. Hmm. I unfortunately don't know enough about it, but I do know that in the article, it states that they're basically just part of the subway. It's not like a separate museum. So just paying for your subway ticket, you will get you to actually get you in there. Yeah. So they're not going to a separate museum. It's it's like the artwork and displays are in the subway station itself. That's 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 pretty cool. That is that's really cool, actually. So if you find yourself actually going out and traveling and getting over to Rome, uh, take a look at the subway stations and perhaps you'll see one of these little museum displays and just know that those are artifacts that may have been found very close to where you're standing. Yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's pretty amazing, actually. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the next one. So there's been all sorts of snide, snarky comments regarding this topic uh regarding the plastic okay. straw ban oh man yeah yep, there we um, go 
you know, what's, what's funny about that is uh, I did add live uh, a couple of lines in this uh, this indie film okay. uh, across the gra- across the graveyard that I did, and and it it, it made it to the final cut, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily want to give it away, but basically, um, I make a joke about the the woman I'm dating getting upset with me using straws. Really, but, but using the dishwasher when it's not full. <laughs> so, like, what's the what's the better what's the more drain on the uh, on uh, being green? You know, the half full dishwasher or my straw once a day? Jeez. Huh? <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like it's, it's like uh, it's, it's like in a way like being uh, you know the the term woke right. is thrown around. So so it's like being fake woke, you right. know. <laughs> uh, and, and so you know before you criticize, you know, kind of look look and see what yourself is doing, you know. <laughs> oh man. So this this story has actually been has roots like eight years ago, nine years ago, something like that. So yeah. the the kid who started this band, uh, he I think he just turned seventeen or eighteen recently, and this is okay. okay he just turned seventeen. His name is Milo Cress, but all of this talk actually started back when he was nine years old. Oh wow! Okay. So, and this is just something he didn't realize how big this was going to get. He was just doing a little science experiment and he just kind of wondered, you know, he, because he wasn't a huge fan of using the straw at whatever local cafe. He just like, eh, I don't, I don't want to use a straw. I just want to drink from the glass type of thing. And he just wondered, right. How many straws a day do we go through? Man, a lot. Uh, right. <laughs> a and lot. to find out like, yeah, he's nine. So what, what type of data collection is this kid going to do? He ends up contacting, researching and contacting straw manufacturers and just to get their stats. And that's yeah. actually, you know, hey, that's that's some gumption. A- that's gumption. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, and gumption. based on his estimates from or and the estimates that the manufacturers gave him, apparently we go through something like 500 million a day. Uh, that I would I would believe it. I, I really would believe that. And just. Also, too, just to throw into the mix, I have significantly cut down my straws. There are are, uh, paper straws that your establishment can uh, utilize, and they're not that much more expensive Mm -hmm. than the plastic straws. And or you can just simply buy your metal straw or plastic straw and Mm -hmm. reuse it. So I just want to throw it out there, so we, we so we so so we know for 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 the listeners there are alternatives mm-hmm. that uh, well, you know. And well, like, and here's the kind of to like wrap this up, um, or not to like really wax poetically on this for too long. Uh, it's it's actually a really good movement, you know, it, because it's something that you can do, and it's something that you can do now. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's not going exactly. to fix the pollution crisis. Oh, that's far, no, far. No, from. It's totally but not. it's something small, right. and it's something that you can do now. And perhaps if you get into the habit of just, you know, at, at the local diner, just say no, we don't need a straw. Like when they bring your water, type of thing. Uh, you know, we got a local diner right. that we like to go right. to. We sit down, they bring us the waters, and they just pop a straw in each one, just automatically. Just. If you get mm-hmm. into the habit of just asking for, you know, not a straw or just, you know, 
leaving them out or something like that. Just, just one small change. It's not going to make a life-changing difference to the environment on whole, but it's something that you can do and it's something that you can do now. And of course, there's plenty of reasons why plastic straws are still a viable option. Of course. I mean, oh, yeah. We would be foolish yeah. Yeah. to say like, get rid of them all in all instances in all cases. Oh, calm down. There are <laughs> reasons, you know, for to use them. Few and far between, I'm sure. But at the same time, uh, for instance, bendy straws. Yeah. What if you have some other physical handicaps? And just having the straw that's able to be bent, you know, is it's life changing in your world. Right. You know, this is this is true. But I think it's a good first step forward. But I think uh, unfortunately with the Internet, the things that get the most clicks and the most retweets and the most reblogs are the ones that are most wildly worded <laughs> yeah what, what what they call clickbait right Clickbait. yeah so you got you got to rage out so people of course have to start raging out against this kid because just the idea and on the surface i mean i, I agree on the surface the idea of banning plastic straws seems a little ridiculous mm-hmm. but if you just stop and think about it for a second it's it's a good first step. Yeah. Oh, of course it is. It, it really is. And um, what I what I do commend is people being mindful. Of course, right? Uh, right. I, I think that's what it all comes down to: the mindfulness of saying, "Well, this is a problem. Okay, uh, we can all help this problem now." Like you said, but it, it all starts with mindfulness, right? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 if each one of us is a little a little bit more mindful collectively it, it causes a bigger change right right all right time for an audible interlude for you the listeners of video game cross like podcast audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash vgxt pod and sign up for your free trial then download one of over 180,000 titles such as The Collapsing Empire by John Scalzi, narrated by Will Wheaton. One more time, just go to audibletrial.com slash vgxtpod and start your free trial. Okay, moving on into some geekery news. So last episode, it was all dedicated to E3 and all the gaming and glorious gaming that came along with that. This episode, we're going to focus on the San Diego Comic-Con and the onslaught of trailers that we received. Right. Right. So so we're going to get this going. Um, I've asked you to pick two. And we'll gush over them for a little bit. So we'll go, or we'll each pick two and gush over them for a little bit. So we'll go back and forth. Uh, I'll start because it's my show. Dang gummit. Makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) Me, 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 me. It's all about me. Uh, Godzilla. There's a new Godzilla trailer out. Yes, indeed. Oh, man. So this looks amazing because they are bringing back all sorts of like the giant kaiju titans and did you get a chance to 
take a look at this one in particular? Uh, I did not get to look at that okay. one. But did you see the previous? I saw, yes, I, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. What amazed me about the last Godzilla, I guess we'll call it a reboot. Mm-hmm. That's fair enough yeah, to say. That's fair enough to say. How emotional it was and how it focused on the human aspect of a city and the people trying to cope with, oh my God, there are huge monsters stomping through San Francisco. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was, it really, it wasn't about Godzilla. It really was. It was about the people trying to cope with and manage this like blatant crises that they were going through. Right. So when this next Godzilla movie, you know, and it looks like we got the actress from Stranger Things who plays Eleven. Yep. 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 Uh, she's featured prominently, and uh, you know, good for her and her success with Stranger Things. Which, by the way, that also has a new trailer out. Uh, which looks absolutely hysterical and fantastic in all of its 80s glory. <laughs> uh, so she's featured prominently in this, and they have like a whole slew of new, they refer to them as the Titans mm-hmm. uh, that were here before humans. And it looks like it is going to be of the same vein. And I hope they stick to the same vein as far as the drama of the human aspect is concerned. Right. And what I love about like some of the modern movies when they do it correctly is they're able to scale things to such massive levels where you can actually feel like that, like it's no longer just a model or miniatures that they're showing on screen to try to get the effect of scale. Right. You know what I mean? Like we've hit the level where we, we know how to work the perspectives and how to work the shadows and lighting. Uh, to get like a full size, obviously digital creature that just towers and you can feel the ground shake as its footsteps thud across the street. Mm-hmm. It looks freaking awesome. It- so that's my first pick. <laughs> uh, you, and uh, I'll both link this article. It's from CNET, where they just have all of them. And uh, I'll see what I can do to get the individual trailers into the show notes as well. So Godzilla is my first pick, right, awesome. absolutely, for this. Awesome, awesome. So what you got? All right, so I will uh, go with one of the ones I saw recently, which is Shazam, the Shazam trailer. All right, let's talk about that. Well, let's, so what's going You know, uh, for Shazam... Looking at the trailer, it really seems like it's going to be uh, uh, more of a teenage angsty buddy movie. Uh, from the trailer. <laughs> right. Now, uh, I'm not I'm not saying that uh, I'm against that kind of uh, you know depiction of the movie, but uh, you know it, it has a certain mysticism, and uh, you know, truth be told, it is a, a young teenage kid that. <laughs> morphs into this superhero but i i think the potential for that is is very enjoyable and uh you know i'm looking forward to 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 seeing maybe another trailer to to formulate opinion you know it's dangerous to formulate opinions from from trailers sometimes but uh it looks it looks to me like a, a a cute movie you know i mean can i say that can i say it looks like a cute movie you can say whatever you so choose, and we'll let the listeners mock you for using such language. Bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah, that's, the superhero movies are just 
I mean, they are in full swing in at this point. Superhero everything. I mean, look at how the sci-fi yes. network is blowing up off of doing uh, renditions of, of superhero stuff. I mean, it's crazy. The, yeah, superheroes are all – I mean, obviously we're not going to talk about all of the trailers. But there are several additional trailers where it's all dedicated to the the DC universe uh, on – what channel is that? The CW? Yeah, C- CW. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so there's a bunch of those. I mean, that's sa- that saved the network. I mean, they are the superhero channel. Yeah, right. Yeah, actually, yeah, let, let's just be honest with that. <laughs> but we got a few others um that are that are up there that just yeah, all sorts of DC TV series. Right. And what's great at this point is I think they're figuring out now that they can break away and branch off from the the mainstays from the past 20, 30, 40 years. Oh yeah, yeah kind of follow marvel's lead where it's like okay we we've done the most popular marvel heroes now we can start introducing some of the not so staples i don't don't want to say they're niche or lesser known but they're just not as well known as captain america they're not as well known as iron man and now they are at the point where they're bringing in like a doctor strange and black panther and others where Normally, you probably you wouldn't be able to do that without any other introduction, right? Exactly. To the character, exactly. So bring them in as like a supporting role, and then they get their own full film, right? Yeah. So I see that all over the place in DC as well, and uh, the DC television series seems to be doing much better than the DC cinematic universe. Oh yes, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> that's that, yeah that's uh, ooh, uh, uh but hey what yeah. do i know i'm just uh if i had any integrity uh, i wouldn't criticize them too much but i'm just an amateur podcaster so judgment on <laughs> hey well you gotta you gotta you gotta say it like it is i mean it's no shade it's just you know you just it's talking man yeah all right so the second one that i got is the new Doctor Who. We finally have a full trailer oh, for the next yes. Doctor Who yeah. with Jodie Whittaker now. And this is monumental for the series. So some people who are not uh, Whovians, as they are referred to as, <laughs> may not know that Doctor Who has been going on for like 60 years. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, I know. A lot of people don't, but yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're new to the to the geek scene as it's ever expanding, <laughs> yeah, Doctor Who's been going on for like 60 years, yeah, yeah. and I remember mentioning this to a coworker of mine, and their response was like, "They can't be using the same actors." I'm like, <laughs> matter of fact, no, no, they are not. But that's actually part of the storyline. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's, they can only be there for a certain amount of time, and they got to switch. Yeah. So the and the latest iteration is, you know, and, and I love the tagline for it. When they first announced jo- that Jodie Whittaker was going to be the next doctor, it right. was like the hashtag. It's about time. <laughs> uh, oh, and it's, it's perfect because, you know, the whole time Lord thing and the time travel thing and Dr. Who, and the fact that we now have the first female doctor right. and it just makes sense yeah, at this time. 
it makes perfect sense because if the doctor can transform every aspect of their appearance and we actually even had the antagonist the master in previous series had uh during one of his latest regenerations became missy and the master had become female so now it's time well let's bring the doctor into a female character and the the trailer looks fantastic uh I've kind of fallen off the Doctor Who bandwagon a little bit. Uh, life has been busy. Life has been quite busy, <laughs> actually. Hey, I, hey, and you know what? It's good to fall, fall off of it because life is, is busy. So I hope it's good, busy in a good way. Well, yes. Yes, I do love my son. As much. Oh, yeah. I forgot to complain about being a dad at the top of the show. <laughs> Darn it. Well, you can always edit that in. Oh, sure. But, oh, that, that little kid, he finally got his first haircut like a month ago mm. and like he straight when he was born he had a full head of hair and right. most babies will kind of like lose their hair and go bald for a little while this kid never lost yeah. his hair he was straight up <laughs> shoulder length plumage uh since he was <laughs> wow. born wow. yeah it got shoulder length and wow. uh we gave him his first haircut and i joke with my wife saying like he just lost 10 pounds and aged 10 years <laughs> in the pictures. <laughs> but uh, that little man is full on walking and running at this point. Wow, congrats, man. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, it becomes... He is, yeah, it. <laughs> and oh, one last thing. I get to complain about my dogs also. Uh, love them as well. However, uh, Kinsey the one who decided to let me know that she needed to go out a little while ago, uh-huh. uh, she caught and killed her second skunk. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know if people have ever smelled a skunk. Uh, they're, they're horrendous. <laughs> but what's even worse is when they spray, and the spray actually smells different. It's not just stronger. Mm-hmm. It's an actually a different oh, stench. Lord. So, oh, so they're, they're just essentially farting everywhere until they're really ready to give you a <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's horrible. And it happened like before I went to work. I was just like letting her out, you know, to do their morning business. And right. so like Sophia or Weimaraner, she'll like run up to animals, but just like bark at them mm. and like not know what to do. But right. Kinsey apparently is a femme fatale and she has this is her second skunk, and she's also gotten a squirrel and a and a rabbit. Oh, wow. So she's like she's, she's a like a dog. <laughs> she's like you know on the B fifty two bombers with uh, the tags of all the downed planes that <laughs> it got. Yeah. Oh man! So we've been enjoying the new fragrance around the house of oh, skunk Lord. spray. Yeah. But definitely going to try to jump back on to Doctor Who. And I'm definitely keeping an eye on when this is going to be uh, coming out and the new okay. season awesome. starts up. Uh, it's, awesome. it's a lot of fun to watch Doctor Who. It, yeah. it takes a little while to get into it. But once you're in, you tend to go full ham pretty hard. <laughs> All right. So what's, uh, what's your second all right. Uh, you know what? Can I um, can I do a plug? Because you talk about San, San Diego Comic Con, and uh, I have uh, buddies that uh, went there, and they were promoting uh, a graphic novel. Oh, nice! Uh, it's called "I Am Alfonso Jones," and uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Stacy Robinson, uh, illustrated 
and a friend of mine, John Jennings, co-edited it and illustrated. So it's, it's I and Alfonso Jones, and they were they were there, and they've attended a lot. They're doing the rounds in the Comic Con. Oh, so nice! So hey, why not? I, why not throw that out there? You know, absolutely. Uh, send me their info, and again, I'll throw it all in the show notes. Oh, beautiful! I uh, certainly will. So, are they local, Capital Region? Well, Stacy Robinson was born in, in Albany and, and went to U Albany. Okay. Uh, he's now a professor uh, in in Chicago, and also he he does you know he he, okay. he he travels all the time you know doing work. And actually, if you come to the Union College Library, his exhibit is still up. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, yeah, so it's, it's beautiful. And, and John Jennings, uh, he is also a professor. Um, get, had the Nasir Jones Hip Hop. A fellowship at Harvard, and uh, I'm not quite sure where he's at right now, but uh, I believe he's um, teaching in in uh, California. But also, they they both they do do some great work. Oh, professors at these colleges, yes. we yes, got some indeed. super nerds going on with the <laughs> exactly with the exactly. Geek exactly. I love it. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you know. Um, so I, I mean, I, I kind of, I guess, I traded that for the next the movie then. <laughs> <laughs> which is okay with me. Nah, that's fine. What, what you got for your next? Uh... All right. So the next one is uh, the newest Unbreakable. Nice. Okay. And that is I, called Glass, is it? It's called Glass. Okay. It is called Glass. And, uh, you know, I watched it and it was odd, but it was intriguing still with me. Uh, not that I'm the biggest fan of the series or of Unbreakable, but uh now they have the uh the 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 guy from the split right the yes. split personality guy in there and i was not expecting that and i never thought of him as some kind of a superhuman you know mm-hmm. so but i i got to disclose i did not see split but uh so i don't know if, if that was part of the uh the plot line but in in this, he is the beast, which is the superhuman one of his personalities. Okay, that comes out. So he's joining the cast in a, in a major way, and, and and it looks really really interesting in that way to me. Okay, so I will confess. Also, I did not see Split, and I did not mm. see Unbreakable. They always looked interesting, but just one of those things just never got around to it. And I actually yeah. do enjoy M Night Shyamalan movies as weird yeah, and yeah, crazy as they are um i know some people have issues with it but i enjoy them i enjoy like the art direction and the twist that he puts into it it's i'm digging it what is going to make me go back and watch split and unbreakable is that i had no idea and shame on me for this i had no idea that he was creating his own fictional universe right like right I didn't need I'm it. looking at this I see glass and I'm thinking to myself that reminds me of that unbreakable movie from however many years back oh yeah that was a, that was quite a while ago yeah. yeah and I'm reading the description here's M Night Shyamalan M Night Shyamalan unites his movies unbreakable and split in this trailer for the Shyamalaniverse I hope I pronounced that correctly <laughs> sorry Bruce all right <laughs> Right. Starring Bruce Willis, James McAvoy, and Samuel L. Jackson. And I go, oh, my God. He's blending those movies into his own cinematic universe. Now I got to go back and watch those right. other movies. Yeah. Yeah, me too now. I'm like, all right. So I, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. I see what you did there, M. Night. Okay. And it looks, it looks intense. 
It, it 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 really it really looks intense. I like the setup. Uh, yeah, I really like the trailer. I mean, you can see that there's because those movies have a, a lot of psychological yes. twists and turns in there, uh, mixed with the action. Right, and that's what I love. I love like the psychological dramas and psychological th- thrillers and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely need to go back and watch those movies. All right, it's so so bad. If you're going to go back, I'm going to go back. We're going to we're going to go back. All right. Back. Okay, so, we'll, we'll go back and we'll reconvene at a later date and we'll do like a little uh, mobile movie review type thing. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. But yeah, it, definitely go back and check those movies out. Okay, so moving on, we've got a listener question. All right, awesome. And this, awesome. this comes from Aaron Sturdevant, a friend of the show, host of Horror with Sir Sturdy. And his okay. question is, hashtag ask VGXT. This question is for Jermaine. Have you ever right. been in a horror movie? And if not, would you? Okay. Uh, I have not been in a horror movie yet. I will say that the one that I had a hard offer with, I was going to be uh, tortured and killed in a horrible way. And uh, it did not appeal to me at the time. <laughs> so I'll say that was creative differences. And and it, and, and it kind of sucks because it was, it was had potential to be, a, it was a big budgeted movie. Uh. Uh, so with that being said, I would be in a horror movie for sure. <laughs> Wait a second. And so, yeah. For sure, like you got something lined up? No, no, no. Oh, not okay. that I will be, but I would be. Okay. I would be. Yeah. All right. I would be. And, uh, and in that vein, I do have uh, ideas that uh, I'm creating a trailer for to raise money for. So, listen, if, you, if you're uh, listening out there, you can hit me up at, uh, at Super Jermaine uh, Insta, or you can go to my uh, IMDB account for Jermaine Wells and you know, if you if you got some things, you know, send them my way. I'll take a look. Okay, cool. All right, so now we're going to get into the final five questions. These are five questions at the end of every episode. They range from irrelevant to irreverent. The first two are always the same, and the last three have a theme. Let's get this going. Yeah, let's get this going. Five. <laughs> uh, all right. So, first question: Coffee yeah. or tea? I'm a, I'm more of a coffee guy. I don't sleep a lot, so I need that boost. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm a coffee guy. Do you take it straight black? Do you put a little cream and sugar? What you got? Man, you know what? As I as I get, as I get older, yeah, I, I can do it black if it's iced coffee. I can okay. kind of like it's still refreshing, but I got to still have just a, a little bit of cream and sugar. Just enough to take the bitterness, the, the edge yeah. off? Yes, indeed. Yeah. All right. So, second question. Do you do any tabletop gaming? Tabletop gaming, it, would that be like uh, like table tennis or something like that? Or we could, what's, what's I suppose it? we can work with that. Do you do any board games or anything like that? Oh, okay. Yeah, my, my all-time favorite board game is Trivial Pursuit. You're I a love, trivia guy. Yes, I, I love this about you. Yes, I love knowledge. And the good thing about that is if you get the question wrong, you receive more knowledge because I'm always like, all right, what's the answer? Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I want to know as much as I possibly can. So Trivial Pursuit is one of my, my main games. But 
Uh, I do really like, uh, you know, playing Uno. I like Uno. Okay. <laughs> All right. And I usually play that. I usually play that on the tabletop. Okay, sure. <laughs> All right. Final three questions. And since you are the main man of the band Ill Funk, all of these questions are going to be funk related. All right. It's getting funky. It's getting funky. So <laughs> question number three. Is there a secret handshake to get into Funky Town? Is there uh, a secret handshake to get into Funky Town? I think there is, but there are other ways. Oh, really? So if you don't. If you don't know the secret handshake, I think if you have a, a particular strain of legal weed, you could probably get in the fuck town. <laughs> and, and I think if you uh, if you have a, a couple of good moves, you can probably get in the funky town. All right, so it's kind of like a temporary pass, a visitor right? Pass? It's, 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 it, right. It, it's like it's like getting uh, uh, you know the BJ's pass for the day. Okay, you know you go to. <laughs> discount club pass for the day all right <laughs> okay uh fourth question is it better to get on up or to get down i would say it is better to get down if you are about the party oh but it's better to, it's better to get on up if you're leading the party i love these answers <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for like a full-blown debate on this, but no, that's uh, <laughs> it's it's a conditional response. I see. So, yes, so if you're about the party, it's all about right. getting down. But if you're right. leading the party, you're the right. one that has to get on up. Got to get on up. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and final question. Being that Ilfunk did quite a few 90s throwback jams. Yeah. And we talked about how it's all about the deep cuts, something that like really right. defines certain uh, – like the only way you know about these songs is that you live through that era type of thing. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So for a song regarding funk that was on the radio that I'm pretty sure the only way you would know about this song is if you lived in the 90s, can you mm -hmm. give me the best – come on, man. Funk that. Oh, Okay. Come on, man. Funk that. Yes. Thank you, sir. <laughs> man, that is, I don't know how that song came to mind. I was just like racking my brain. Like, what can I think of a funk? <laughs> what can I think of a funk? And it just somehow bubbled up from some deep repressed oh, memory. Man. Yeah. I don't know where that dude is, but. I remember that song playing, and wow! But but can I give you a, a bonus one? What? Oh, do it up. Uh, Groove is in the house by Delicious. Oh yes. So Groove is in the house. That's that's another one that people do not talk about, but it's got a great funky group and an awesome lead singer. Indeed. All right, and that is all the time we have for this episode. Time for end of show plugs. And I am looking at my little script here and I realize I really need to rewrite this thing because it is way too long. But, <laughs> oh my God. 
You can follow me, Anthony Rossi, on Twitter, Instagram, PS4, and Twitch at HyperSyntax. That is H-Y-P-3-R-S-I-N-T-4-X. And you can follow the podcast directly on Twitter at VGXTPod or on Facebook or look for our website, VideoGameCrosstalk.com. As for my guest, Jermaine, where can our beautiful listeners follow you around? Right, beautiful listeners. You can uh, follow me at Super Jermaine. That's Jermaine with a J. At Super Jermaine, you can go to JermaineWells.com. Uh, Soon there'll be SuperJermaine.com uh, up. All right. And, and uh, you know, just just Google my name. You'll, you'll find me, baby. All right. <laughs> and finally, if you are a gamer or know a gamer that wants to talk some tech and science news, let me know. Do you know some tech news you'd like to hear discussed? Do you have any other general questions you'd like to hear answered on the show? Send an email to videogamecrosstalk at gmail.com and give me the deets on what's going down. Please don't forget to like, review, subscribe, and share this podcast all over your social media accounts. And I can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and most recently, I am now on Spotify and pretty much every other third-party podcasting app. So congratulations. Thank you. I'm like just market penetration. It's got to get it everywhere. (laughs) You'll find me everywhere. Find me everywhere. Uh, okay. So one last time, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And Jermaine, thank you for joining me. Oh, man. Thank you. It's, it's a pleasure. Uh, uh, just look out for, for more and more projects. Keep working. Guys, travel wherever you can. And thank you so much. And in the words of Helen Keller, optimism is the faith that leads to achievement. Nothing can be done without hope and confidence. We are at 28 minutes already. See, this, wow. Is, wow. this is how I get into the two and a half hour recording. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear oh, you. man. So, so is any anything fun? I mean, you know, I don't want to get all into my my guru stance no, no, here, you know. Do it. But no, uh, do it. You know, do it. This is this is the type of stuff that makes great conversations and interesting stuff for people to listen to. This is this is right. the good stuff. Yeah. So. Uh,